No, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Want fine dining at a moderate price? At DeLuna Bayside Bar and Grill, you will be delighted with a familiar yet creative menu with an emphasis on taste, presentation, and atmosphere. Downstairs, you will find a vast selection of uniquely prepared traditional dishes. The upstairs fine dining restaurant offers classical foods mixed with a new age cuisine. Arrive early to catch a breathtaking view of the sunset overlooking Laguna Madre Bay. Upstairs are casual. It's all here at DeLuna. Abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack is not the greatest podcast in the world. I know abs in a six pack is a bad show, but what else do you have going on? Whoa, it's abs in a six pack episode 218 for November 22nd, 2023. And I'm here live with Rob Dew, InfoWars News Director wow, and where'd you Commercial dig up that Aficionado. Fossil? <laughs> okay, so I've been on the Funky Boy YouTube page for the last uh, couple days. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some stuff on there. Some old shit. I got... Um, well, you, oh, no, I no. First, continue with your intro. I, I broke your intro up. Go ahead. I think I that was pretty much it. I appreciate you me. letting me start uh, a little bit after uh, 7 so I could hear the Alex Jones clips of the week. Because OBDM is live right now and, and ah. Rare Encounter is live right now. So, of course... Uh, I decided to do a not live son of a bitch. This is a pre-recorded son of a bitch. See, I thought you had to take a shit between 5.15 and 6.15. Well, yeah. Okay. So I, anyway, the Funky Boy YouTube page is, uh, I've been, I have questions, but uh, I did pull the Schlitterbahn one just because I like saying Schlitterbahn. Yeah. Schlitterbahn is a nice place. Yeah. It's a 30. I don't even think it's in business anymore. I think it's out of business. Now, way back then, this was this was I believe uploaded 16 years ago, and way back then, <laughs> somehow you it's still a 33 second long ad. So I'm not sure how you was that intentional. No, well, I, I think there I think they paid for a 30 second ad, but I always you know I give a little extra. <laughs> I like to go the extra three seconds. <laughs> Schlitterbahn Beach Water Park provides a full day of family fun in a tropical resort setting. Cruise the endless Rio Aventura, river of transportainment. Blast uphill and down on our four water coasters. Explore the giant sandcastle. <laughs> I, I loved how you said sandcastle. Are you going to explore ca- the giant sandcastle? Yeah. <laughs> I just liked the pronunciation of sandcastle. It sounds fancy, but I don't even know if it was intentional. It was sandcastle. Or the giant sandcastle. <laughs> Explore the giant sandcastle. Yeah. Stroll down our boardwalk onto the white sandy beaches or surf the largest man-made wave in the USA. Parents, rent out our cabanas for your own party. And don't forget we have a swim-up bar. Then join us for dinner at the Shrimp House, featuring shrimp 101 ways, succulent steaks, and fresh seafood. Come see us at Schlitterbahn, Texas' best water park. <laughs> Schlitterbahn. Yeah, see, I I know now, that there's no ads allowed on the no agenda stream, but I feel like since these businesses don't exist anymore, it's okay. Yeah, Deluna's well, no, Deluna's probably doesn't exist either. I think they went under at uh, during the the hurricane. Um, but I'll tell you this: did you watch the videos? Right, mm-hmm. you saw that spread of food for the good. shrimp hoss, which has got a umlaut. That they brought that out. We filmed it, and they're like, "Okay, eat up." That was one of the perks of doing that job. That's pretty sweet. Was like, bring out all your best dishes. <laughs> We'd film them. Or <laughs> like, uh, can we just eat this? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> and we just it, eat them up. And that was that was for the crew. There was some stuff. I actually I don't think it's on the um, 
Funky Boys, Funky Boy PD YouTube page, but there was one video that was, it's you being interviewed on uh, some kind of local news about how uh, your documentary, which I want to see and I don't know how to watch it. I couldn't find it, but the documentary uh, Truck Drivers and Hookers yeah, was rejected from South by Southwest. So you guys opened uh, a rival thing for rejected films to South by Southwest. Can you explain exactly <laughs> what that was? Because it was pretty All funny. Right. This is like in the early 2000s and we were pissed off filmmakers. Um, so my buddy Peter Grant went hitchhiking in 1999 for two weeks out in the West Coast with uh, with truckers. He's hitchhiked with truckers and interviewed them. And uh, there's a couple short versions of it on there, of a couple snippets of the of the actual documentary. And um, he went out there, came back, he had all this footage. He brought it to a guy, and the guy's like, man, I can't. I have no idea. I don't know. I can't do this. He just didn't want to mess with it. So he brought it to me, and I'm like, sure, let's let's do it. So I worked at a semiconductor company and I was the video guy at this semiconductor company. And about six o'clock every night, I think like three or four nights a week, he would show up and we'd sit and edit it till about 1130 midnight. And then I go home and we worked on it for about eight months. I think it took us from like start to finish. So we start, we watched it all and just kind of logged what they said. And then we're like, Oh wow. They're all basically saying the same thing. They're all saying, if you didn't have truck drivers, you wouldn't get toilet paper. So we did a whole <laughs> section called toilet paper. And, and, uh, so we cut it all together and it's very, I don't know what, I'm sure there's some uh, word for it. Like cinema verite. It's just him talking to the truckers. You don't hear his voice much. And we just let the truckers talk about trucking. What I think is interesting is that it's a, a snapshot of what life was like for the working man before nine 11. And because um, I think a lot of things changed and you don't really see them until you see stuff that happened before 9-11. And there was no talk of terrorism. There was no talk. There was some one guy. We, we didn't put a lot of him in there. He was real dark the whole time, but he talked a lot of conspiracy theories and we liked what he was talking about. We'd, it just didn't quite fit into the, didn't the, fit the vibe of the, of the movie. Film. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. What, did Were hookers interviewed as well? There were a total of three hookers interviewed. One was a lot lizard named Sweet Pea. The other one was the Queen of Hearts, and she worked in uh, in a brothel in Nevada, and she was also a real estate agent, and she sold jewelry. We called her the Mary Kay Lady because she kind of looks like a Mary Kay Lady who <laughs> would sell makeup. Yeah. And then we had this one. We we called her. We wanted to call her Ogre. I don't think we did call her Ogre. She was kind of like a big lady who was doing it. You know her. I think her husband ran out on her and she needed to pay the bills. And so she started hooking and she goes, yeah, it's okay. Some of the guys are all right. And she's actually the most interesting of all of them. Cause you're like, wow, she doesn't look like your typical hooker. She kind of looks like an old kind of housewife uh, who's got like several kids and, but she was out there working. So, you know, we mixed them all up, started with the, tr- it's mostly about truckers. And, um, and then, you know, we tried to get it in, South by Southwest, we sent them like an hour, 20 minute cut because we weren't quite done with it yet. And it got rejected. And we're like, how the hell did they reject this fucking film? It's badass. It'd be like people we'd show the footage to, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so we're like, well, fuck it. We're going to have our own film festival and we're going to call it the Sucks by Southwest Film Festival, S U X S W. And we put. We made posters and we found a place to hold it at the same time as South by Southwest. 
and we only took in films that were rejected by South by Southwest. So we played another film called Jet Blast, which so this is in two thousand and two. They were working on it before nine eleven, and it was about like the future of the the airline industry. And it was crazy. It was like no hold. It was like if libertarian anarchists took control of the, you know, of that industry. And they were shooting each other down. They were flying into giant square buildings, you know, rectangle buildings. <laughs> and so they rejected that one because of that premise. They were like, oh, no, it's, you know, it's too close to 9-11. Oh, yeah. And, and so what year, this would be, what, 2002? This would have been 2002 is when we did this. Okay. Because um, they had... They were trying to get into the 2002, and they submitted, bef I think, before 9-11. We all submitted, like, the summer before because it takes a while to go through the process. And then we uh, we took another one called Burning Man – or Gifting It, Burning Man and the Gift Economy. And that was – a friend of mine actually worked on that who I met at one of these Burning Mans. And I gave her a bunch of music to put into it. She needed some music, so I gave her a bunch of that. And then we had another one called Real Witches, which is about witches – that it was okay. The so filmmaker the, was from Austin. The screening still happened. It's um, but you had to take out the SXSW out of the name by the time it happened. Is that? Yeah. So we got um, John Kelso actually interviewed me, who was a columnist for the Statesman. It was a couple years later, but I got a, a a letter from some lawyers. It was Fulbright and Jabrowski. And they were like, you must cease and desist this thing. And then the owner, like about the day or the day after I got this letter, the owner of the film festival, or the, the, it was a coffee house with a film set behind it called The Hideout. And he called me and said, hey, man, you, we can't have anything about this thing or they're going to pull. Because he, he also was showing South by Southwest films. But the two nights that we got him, he wasn't doing South by Southwest. But he's like, they're going to pull out of my venue if you do that. And that's going to, you know, they're going to, I'm going to lose like 10 grand. So he's like, and I, we weren't paying him 10 grand. So <laughs> he's like, this isn't a film festival. That's, you know, he, cause he's like, you can't call it a film festival. You got to come pull down your posters. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll come pull them down. He goes, wait, so you, you got to, you, you can only call it a film gathering. What? Okay. <laughs> so it's one thing that you can't yeah. like directly reference South by Southwest. I get that. But the fact that you can't call yeah. it a film festival, it seems like anybody – What do you have to have a license to call it a festival? I don't get that. I don't know. They were they were showing him some competition clause that was in their thing. It probably wouldn't have happened if we didn't put this out there. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. Somebody must have seen our posters or something because we weren't advertising anywhere. We didn't have much of a budget for any of that. We did make some cool posters. Somebody designed them. And I went to uh, a place called Affordable Sound, and he printed them up for me. And these were badass. They were, like, screen printed. And and um, so we were really proud of, you know, the posters. And we had our documentary that was ready. And it was, like, an hour and ten minutes now. And we thought it was solid. And we also had a bunch of shorts, people that whose shorts got rejected. And then some people just started sending us stuff. Hey, can you play this? We put it out, but we couldn't get into South By. We're like, all right. You know, for if it was a short, yeah. So we would play some shorts. And then a film, and then you know another couple shorts, and then a film, and and it was pretty cool. We charged, we made, I don't know, we made about five hundred bucks at the end of the day, and you know just spending on beer and shit. And uh, but it was a lot of fun, and we did get to put it out. And Dale Watson, who does the soundtrack for Truckers and Hookers, we used all of his songs from the Trucking Sessions Volume One. He actually came and sat at the premiere. And gave the director a big hug afterwards. He thought it was fucking awesome. But the holdup with all all the shit, like getting it sold as DVDs and doing all this other stuff, was the the uh, company that owned 
the uh, publishing rights to his music. They would never give us permission. I think oh. they were like, oh, it says hookers in the title. It's bad, you know, and they had this. And I'm like, if you watch the film, it's a very wholesome film. But, you know, we called it Truckers and Hookers to give it some pop. Right. You know, what are we going to – oh, let's call it a trucking tale. Uh, no, nobody wants to watch a trucking tale. You know what people want to watch? Truckers and Hookers. And then they're educated. But, no, <laughs> the simple minds over at whoever the fuck runs his publishing are like, nah, we're just not going to let you do that. And I haven't tried in about 10 years to get the publishing sync rights, but I saw Dale Watson not too long ago in in uh, in concert, and we were talking about it, and he got up on stage like, these guys got to put this film out. And he's like, like it's my fault. And it's like, it's not my fault, bro. It's, the, it's your fucking publishing company. And he's like, we're going to make it happen. And I emailed him. I'm like, hey, who do we send the sync rights to the sync rights contract? And he never replied. And I'm like, well, Damn. I thought he was going to, thought I was going to do it. Well, so can I, I, is there a way for me to went. see like the a bootlegged digital copy of this? I have, I have it on DVD. I can probably send you a DVD. It's got an extensive menu, like a, one of those truck stop, uh, gambling machines. Oh, that, like cool. starts off with real <laughs> bad graphics. Yeah. It's, you know, and I, I made this like fucking years ago. I think I got like 150 made or something or, I don't know. I was burning them somewhere. So I do have, uh, yeah. I have it pulled up. It's uh, the video South by Southwest, a look inside the festival committee. I think, oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's actually. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is actual footage. Yeah. <laughs> it, the graphic starting off just says, suck this. So it's like you guys were poking the bear a little bit, it seems like. This year, South by Southwest received over 2,000 films for admission into their festival, and the overall quality was higher than normal. Unfortunately, this means they had to turn down a lot of worthy films. And that's where we come in. If you submitted your film and got one of those rejection letters, then come join us at the Subliminal Underground by Southwest Film Festival, or S-U-X-S-W for short. The Subliminal Underground understands that not everyone out there took all the steps necessary to ensure their admission into the festival. Now, in a very quick way that I had to back up the first time to see, uh, flashes on the screen, did not did not suck a dick. Yeah, did not suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> did the not festival. suck dick, yeah. And then a lady comes out the door and it says she did. And she's... Uh, She's wiping her mouth. Wipe, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> the festival is going to be held Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, March 7th, 8th, and 9th at the hideout on 617 Congress because rejection isn't such a bad thing. For more information, you can go to suxsw.com. And remember, we want you to see your film. I love that. That is pretty punk rock. You guys were like, <laughs> "Yeah, that was uh, that instrumental." There is from our song "Vanilla Gorilla." Um, so seventh, eight, yeah, that was two thousand and two because seventh, eighth, and ninth was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Of uh, I was just double checking my dates, but yeah, that would have been it. And uh, it did end up getting into another festival like a few years later in um, up in Salem, Oregon. Yeah, Salem, Oregon. And that was in 2007. And so I, I, uh, I, I think I talked about it on 
a radio show or something and somebody called me and said they wanted to put it in their festival. And I said, okay, if you, I have like two other music videos. I'm like, you have to show my music videos too. And they're like, okay, send them on in. So they showed all my stuff, which was great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was my foray into film festivals. And was that, I don't the, think was that the Dave's Not Here music videos? Yeah, it would have been Monkey Love and then Ghost Crab Reggae, I think, were the two that I uh, that I showed. Now, were you did, so were you mon- did you yeah. were you just the uh, production and filming of the music videos, or are you actually in that band? Uh, I play bass in the band. Okay, and nice. um, dude, the bass. Was I the wrote best part the song of Ghost Crab Reggae. Yeah, you like the bass on the bass on on uh, Monkey Love was nice. Yeah, right there. Yeah, so that's like a the that's like the tag. Yeah, it's very primacy. That's called Afro Bob. That's the the intro to Afro Bob. But that's my uh, Funky Boy Productions, like um, you know, Stinger. Okay, well, see, because I was yeah, I got you because I was watching the Monkey Love Director's Cut. Yeah, now there's a whole long the Director's Cut has got a long like kind of backstory to it in the beginning. Which has got some pretty intricate uh, sound design. It, um, I I went into my buddy. My buddy had a studio where we recorded the third Dave's Not Here album, and he uh, we we sat around. I brought some instrumentation. I brought a lot of stuff that made weird noises, like these things that would turn on and off, but they made clicky noises. You know, you know. Nowadays, nothing has a button. You just kind of hover over it and it starts. And you're like, "Well, did it start? I'm not sure." And you hover over it again, and then you turn it off, and then you hover over. Ah, it starts, and you but you hover over it too long, so it turns off. You know, nothing has buttons that you. I, it's on. It's off. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of gets on my nerves. My, my I but need this a thing, you know, button with a, a mouse with a button that's not so clicky because you can hear that. Like my mouse is so loud. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you do the magic mouse if you're, a, but you're probably a Windows guy. I am. <laughs> Repent. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but if you go to the song "Monkey Love," where it actually starts which is when the guy in the mirror talks to the guy who's turning into the monkey because he's taking what a, a theme deep throughout all of my music is people getting fucked up on pharmaceuticals from early on. That is the theme of a lot of my work. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm trying to skip around here to the. Okay. Right about here. Yeah, it's going to go into it. There you are in the street in the dark. There you are in the street in the dark, not aware of what's around you. You don't know, but I'm there watching you, not aware of what's around you. If you want to see. So I'm going to just give my, uh, I guess, interpretation of what's going on with this guy so far in the music video. He's taken a bunch of pills. He's in severe psychosis and he either he's paranoid. He's checking his blinds, but he's either thinking that he's a ghost or has invisibility powers or he actually does because he walks up behind a woman to grab her. And then when she turns around, he's not there. Which is, it's all shot right. and edited very well, by the way. Thank you. It was all shot on mini DV. 
Yeah, it's I don't the know. Precursor was... to HD that we all love oh. today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a little kid when the, at the time of this, I guess. I don't know what any of that means. I yeah, VH, uh, so, hey, play, my, oh, sorry. Play that. Go, go through the chorus. We're almost to the chorus. You know what you need to do is put all all your old music, get it on, uh, get it self hosted, so you can be on um, where the all the music oh, uh, yeah. podcast can play on, it, like Adam Curry's podca- Boostergram yes, Ball and yes. uh, Lorian yeah. and Mary Kate Ultra do Homegrown Hits, and of course Boobers and, oh, uh, cool. and Lavish have uh, before the schemes. There's like twelve or fifteen music shows, including Adam Curry's, that they self host it and then anytime during the show the episode art or the um, album art for the song they're playing will come up and any boostograms that come in go straight to the artist into their bitcoin wallet it's pretty cool oh wow if i had a bitcoin wallet that would be helpful <laughs> well, you can set up an albi wallet in so, about 3 minutes what when i did when i did your uh, your what was the thing where we played clips the asshole brigade or oh the battle of the douchebags yeah you made it you were one of the select few that made it to the championship round yeah, which was great. Uh, but at some point, one of your guys contacted me and said, "Hey, I need your address to send you some of the, your share of the of the whatever coin." I'm like, "Eh, I, don't know. <laughs> I just went, uh, yeah." I don't feel like making another account to anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it took me it took me a while to get uh, convinced to do it, but it's been it's cool because it's basically like uh, super chats on YouTube, except. Nobody's taking thirty percent right. of it. You get the, you get the whole thing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I should do that. I do have a lot of stuff, and I have some stuff. I also want to send it to Darren O'Neill to play on his uh, morning show. Oh yes, he, pl- he only plays stuff that's either live or yeah, it's live. But yeah. I think and he has a lot of my some live performance there. Yeah, I do have some live. Yeah, I we have a, a whole album we did called Live at the Booty Con, and uh, but that that was uh, oh, I think I think kids are coming in. They just got home. Oh well, that's fine. We can uh, we can always take five if you want. Nah, we're good. We'll keep okay. going. They're not coming in. They just kind of messed with the door. <laughs> gotcha. I, I think just to mess with me, um, they, you know, shake the door like I'm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, speak while we're on the topic of boostograms. I had uh, some boosts coming in. Uh, Chad F was apparently streaming Sats while he was listening. Uh, Circus Media boosted Homegrown Hits because I guess they played one of my songs on their show, so I get that. Oh, cool. 
cut of that. And then, uh, yeah, I did an hour long song about smoking crack. So that was, that's my old, that's the type of content I was making musically well back in the day. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> um, bad career advice. Chad's, uh, coming in with 1,100 Satoshi says epic poopy pants song. I clipped it. And, uh, <laughs> okay. He, he clipped the, uh, Oh, I think I heard the, is it the Biden poopy pants? Yeah. Song? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just AI Biden that. singing, yeah. uh, and you end up pooping your pants or pee pants, something like that. It's no big deal if you poop your pants. Yeah, that goes on for a while. Yeah. And, it's uh, no big deal. <laughs> and, uh, bad Especially career. If you're the president. <laughs> bad career advice. Chad also came in, uh, with 4,004 sets. And he says, mm. four, 4004 is now the. There's some kind of symbols that didn't come through here. You know, when you emojis come don't come through right? It's now the oh, something right. boost. Yeah. Uh, so I can't quite tell what that is. But yeah. Um, and uh, that catches us up on boost there. Uh, I think uh, there's some more. Uh, I'll, I don't feel like logging into the PayPal now. I'll figure it out later in post. But I think I had a PayPal donation. You, but get, yeah. your boost, you get your boost when you go live. Is that how through the stream? Yeah, so if you're, or I guess you could boost you during while they're listening at any time. Yeah, and if it's a podcasting 2.0 app, they can boost it anytime during there too. Uh, it's like pretty cool. For blogger, go. Oh, he's talking about butts. Boost, boost, boost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you mentioned me on show. <laughs> CSB used to boost, message boost, me all the boost. time. Boost, bo- uh, mention me on show. I will boost. I will retweet if you mention <laughs> me on show. I love that guy. Um, uh, where were where were we? Oh yeah. Uh, so did, monkey so love. monkey loves yeah. I'll go back. There's no way that says on the TV what I thought it said, but I'm gonna back it up just to see. Does that say gooning with guacamole? Oh, uh, maybe might be cooking with guacamole, man. That, cooking with guacamole, man. That, okay, well that, that gooning. I was like, I didn't know gooning was a term back then. It's like, holy shit, you guys were ahead of your time. Gooning with gooning with guacamole would be pretty funny. It's a cooking show with guacamole, man. That was my friend Dan Choper, who's still around on Facebook. He play lives out in the West Coast and plays guitar and. Um, he could, he would probably like the whole boostergram idea. He's sort of a, he writes a lot of, well, he used to write a lot of political songs, very anti George Bush, but also just anti war, anti imperialist. He's a nice guy. And I, I played in a band with him for a while and he had this guacamole man costume. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're, you're coming in. He also, he played Count Cracula in the never released or never finished Super Freaks the movie. I was just and, about to uh, ask you about that. Oh yeah, yeah. He got a. There's actually beautiful footage of of Count Cracula taking a, a facial from Captain Phallus right in the face, uh, which causes him to give up the giant crack rock. And I, and uh, yeah, <laughs> coming. So I watched this trailer, and that was going to be one of my questions: is how can I watch this movie? But it was never finished. Yeah, never finished. Right. There's a lot of footage though. There's probably we probably shot a third of the movie. Yeah, man, I was excited to see this one too. It looked, it looked, yeah, it reminded me, me of too. those old, um, like the early Insane Clown Posse movies. 
It looks. It, was, or, it had a very toxic Avenger feel to yeah. it, but not as like not R rated. We were definitely like PG thirteen, I think. Okay. Yeah. I'll play a little bit of that. I don't think we we're gonna have any tips coming movies, this you know. fall. <laughs> if it doesn't get too freaky, <laughs> super freaks. That's my the dad. Movie. That was your dad doing the laugh. The laugh, yeah, and on camera. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, my dad on camera. <laughs> Featuring the super freaks of Dave's Not Here. Sorry, Stuart Powerman as Lord Bulbous. Jim Dew as Infectious Von Inch. And Trisha Dew as Rockwell Cracko. Now, are those your siblings or? That's my sister and my dad. Okay. Jim Dew's my dad. My Now, brother is in the band. He's wearing the green costume. Okay. Yeah, so it's. Bodysuit. So you do. Was this um, th- this was, this movie was built around the band? I guess. Yes. Okay. It was a vehicle to to promote the band. Yeah, it looks like you guys. <laughs> at the very least, it looks like you guys had an absolute blast filming this because this just looks fun. Oh, we had a lot of fun filming it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Awesome. Where the clowns at? With guest appearances by Fromage. That's Chocomo. I, I was so excited to see Fromage. He's a big blue. I'll put this mm-hmm. video in the uh, in the show notes so people can see it. But it was a, it's like basically the Cookie Monster kind of looking guy. Yeah, but he talked with a French accent. Fromage. And he liked to drink wine. He was drinking wine the whole time. <laughs> That's awesome. So he was he was like a sidekick in a the asparagus pea show, and. Um, Asparagus P was also the guy who played Asparagus P also played Lord Bulbous, and uh, he was you know a quality actor in his own right, Stuart Bowerman, and um, it was basically I just casted my friends in it. I had a bunch of friends. The guy who plays Jocko Homo, he call, he calls himself a retired drag queen. <laughs> uh, he he's been around for years. Uh, actually, the guy who said hooray, he's also Guacamole Man in the other. A video, you know, I, I just, I use my people around me so I don't have to go casting. I hate casting. I mean, that's what we did just on our terrible sketch comedy YouTube shows. The amount of people, just church friends and stuff that yeah. we, would, we would get in. But, uh, and then just, we did, we've done a lot of those uh, kind of scammy film festivals, the 24 hour film festival where you get, you get guidelines oh, yeah. given to yeah. you. And starting from the right. moment you get your guidelines, you have to return something shot and edited within 24 hours of that. Yeah. So it's just we like we did a 48 hour film festival. Yeah, yeah. Uh not a 24 hour. We but I, I have my 48 hour on there. It was called Yukai Realm of the Dead. And um we got uh this guy Travis who's like a big and he used to work for Red Bull but his job was like going to festivals and being a festival guy. Um really smart guy. He's the one who kind of like gathered us all together and um He's like, he goes, it doesn't matter what the thing is. We'll write a script to go with it because you have to, they give you lines you have to use. And we shot it at this place called the Enchanted Forest and they do a haunted trail every year. And so we just went in there and used all the shit in there. We just went and shot. We had no idea what we were shooting. And then we sat down and edited this story out of this. And um, me, it was me and one other guy doing all the editing. And uh, so I would edit. And then I remember, I left to go see the Rolling Stones who were playing in uh, Zilker Park. And then I came back and the dude was editing. And then I took a little nap and then I got up and edited and, and we got it out. And it won, be- it was in New Mexico and we won best editing for our feats. Nice. 
Uh, yeah, I think a technique I call video puppetry. Now, could you explain video puppetry? Because I've done, I've done editing. I'm all <laughs> self-taught, and I've I was the editor yeah. for our film festival. So now, what is video puppetry? So you you get on a timeline, or you you put your fil- footage on a timeline, and then by using the you go back and forth on the footage and you could make the character do different things, but really quickly, it would be something you could never like edit by making cuts and doing things. You can only do this live. And back in the day we had to take, we had to get the footage, but then have a, an out going to our camera and record that footage onto that. So we would do this and make it, it's the, the, that happens with the little girl who's sitting in the bathtub of blood and she comes out and uh, uh man if she just does this thing where she's walking but we had a shot and i'm like just walk back and forth and do different things and then later i took that and it was all still because the tri- the camera's on a tripod and I, and I moved the the ball back and forth and you could see her doing all these crazy moves that you could never you could never edit that in a non-linear editing system in your wildest dreams but you can with video puppetry and I remember the guy, Travis, I showed him this. I'm like, check this out. And I'm doing this. He goes, oh, my God, you're a genius. He's like, do lots of that. And so we put lots of that sequence in there. And we had a lot of good editing. We did, like me and the other guy, ed- I forget his name now, because um, this was like 2007 or eight. But we did a really good job. My dad acts in that as well. He plays the evil preacher. And uh, he does, he's like, the. there's two characters with lines. And he, well, I guess three, if you count the bloodied girl. Because she also uh, she comes up and whispers in the camera at one point, "You're all gonna die," and then the guy with the chainsaw busts in. Oh, so basically, it's about a guy who's caught one. in the. Yeah, he's caught in the realm of the dead, and he's stuck in this casket. And he he gets out, and he's in this realm. And then, right when he's about to die or something, he wakes up in the casket again. So he's kind of on an endless loop. I guess, I guess I just gave it away. Now you don't have to watch it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's. it looks like there's three cuts. There's the 48-hour cut, which I'm assuming means that's the one you rushed in and got in. And then there's Dew's cut, right. and there's the forest cut. Which yes. one should I watch, the forest cut or Dew's cut? <sighs> Dew's cut's a minute longer. Probably my cut. Yeah. yeah, Mike. I probably added extra stuff in it. Not, you know, you could, you could. I, I couldn't even tell you how they're different. I mean, there's obviously more video. I thought there was more shit that we left on the table, and I wanted to make a version because I made a DVD. I was really into making DVDs, so I made a DVD so I could give to all the people who helped because we had. It was a big crew. We probably had like thirty people working on that. Well, not maybe not that many. Maybe like fifteen working on the actual project and that doesn't count all the actors we used because the actors were just there right and we would just say okay like you know at this one we're at this bridge and we're like okay mothman come at us but wave your arms <laughs> you know, and we just piped in you know moans and shit underneath it these the music we had we had this amazing music um that these guys made and i forget somebody just handed me a cd and to this day that I'm like, this is some of the best atmospheric, like weird ambient shit that you could ever imagine. And it had horror written all over it. So that helped our whole thing be a success. And, uh, I think the video puppetry or why we, why we won. So, um, 
But yeah, nobody went to the festival though. I wanted to get some. I'm like, hey, we should go to the festival. We might win. And I, nobody wanted to go. Nobody was like, oh, I can't get off work. Yeah. <laughs> I think of the four we've entered, I've only shown up to one of the actual things. And it was the one we actually yeah. won something. <laughs> this is the one time we won. Nobody yeah. showed well, uh, I, I'm like, we won. So on the DVD cover, I, you know, use those wings. 48 hour film festival, best editing winner, you know, nice. stupid shit. So uh, yeah, my, well, my life, my, my, a lot of my production occurs around making DVDs back in the day. So. I was doing a lot of the, I made a little bit of DVDs with our sketches on it, but I was passing out CDs of the music we made. Uh, when, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's what it takes. Music. I have cds in my uh in my attic like that need to go somewhere <laughs> need to sell them yeah <clears throat> well uh i'll definitely listen to one okay so let, let me ask yeah. you this did you ever figure out what this yeah. thing was? hey this is rob and um i just got home from work and uh the hurricane passed over mm-hmm. a few hours ago and uh, i found this thing in my backyard so i wanted to share it with you now you go, you go through your door and you adjust. Skip ahead because you're adjusting the exposure on the camera, and then it's this. Yeah. It's kind of a was it green and red Christmas light glowing blob of what was that? Did you, did you figure it out? It was something my kids had, and we threw it outside, and it got covered with you know dirt and shit. And I remember looking outside; and it's out there glowing. I'm like, why is this thing glow? Because it, it would stop glowing and then it would start again for no reason. It looks reason. like it has some grass on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's red and green or red and blue. I can't tell. Yeah, it's just like kind of glowing. I don't know. It's just a spoof video. Okay, so it didn't I, I actually think I got fall any from views. the sky. No, of course not. No, I know. It was all bullshit. That was a bullshit video. Well, I've seen things. I don't I've have seen- too many of those. <laughs> I've seen things fall from the. Yeah, and it says, what is this thing on the screen? I believed it because I was like, I've seen stranger things fall from the sky. I've seen uh, frogs. I've seen a frog fall from the sky one time in a crazy windstorm. So it's like, whatever that yeah. thing is, it's uh, not. It was. It was just. It was just out there, but it was after the hurricane had passed, and so you know, I put it all in my story. It's <laughs> well, great. Grunions is, is that still going on? I need to finish season two. Yeah, it's still going on in my head. <laughs> And they they won't let me stop. So and the kids are like, when there's no grandians coming out. <laughs> so yeah, I'll eventually make. I'm, I'm the schedule's kind of clearing out. All the fall activities are done. I still I'm coaching basketball, but um, yeah, there's there's definitely time to start working on grandians again. Like I have the yeah. whole next episode. Well, not the whole. I got at least half of it written. Uh, but I could actually move that episode to the next episode. Like, I think I have four more episodes left in season two. That's my plan. Good. Four yeah. more episodes. Just let me know and I'll, I'll put it out there and let everybody know what's happening. It's oh, all yeah. happening. People. Um, it's all happening. I, I did not to completely change gears, but also yes, to completely change gears. What's going on with Owen. Owen Schroyer of him. So, yeah, the last, so he, when he got in, uh, it was in uh, October, I think, I think 24th, I think is the day he went in. They, they put him in to solitary confinement, supposedly. That's their COVID protocol. So they put you in for a week. That's what so happened to the Q shaman. Yeah, they said it was because of COVID. Yeah, I think they, they yeah. yeah, I think they do it to everybody. I don't think they singled him out. Um, but when one of our guys went there with him and, um, 
one of the I want to say one of the guards said something to our guys. He was leaving, like, don't worry, he'll be all right, you know, type thing. And then he goes into solitary, which we weren't expecting. And then a week comes by, he comes out, he records a phone call, or somebody records his phone call that he makes from the prison. And what I think happened, this is my speculation, was that he said he was going to be the first person to host a radio show from prison. <laughs> like and Gucci Mane putting out I, three albums from prison. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think the people who heard that or it got back to them and they're like, no, you're not, bro. You're going back into solitaire. Jeez. So I think they – so he's in there for a month. His lawyer has talked to him within the last week, but prior to that, he had not talked to him. And it seems like Matt Gates, who mentioned him in a uh, house committee meeting or house committee inquiry on prisons and uh, Marjorie Taylor green has mentioned him and they were supposed to go to the prison and see what's going on because it's him and some others that they they're concerned about. Because I think, you know, I think these guys are getting, the short end of the stick for being nonviolent people and uh, getting caught up in, in January 6th. And, and, you know, they happen to, you know, there's a group of people who are sedition hunters who are hunting them down. Uh, you know, I can't wait. I'm going to make commie hunters when all this shit, and we're going to start hunting commies because, uh, you know, if they get to do it to us, we get to do it to them as far as I'm concerned. But uh, and I, get, I should have clarified a little more for people listening that maybe not aren't totally familiar with Owen. He uh, yeah. he didn't he he did not enter the Capitol on January sixth. In fact, he was standing outside on the steps from the footage I saw. I believe telling people not to go in. Yeah, I know. And, I and they would the say, "Oh, you would do chants. You're doing USA chants." Well, you have to do like people weren't listening, and then you would start a chant, and they start chanting with you, and then they're all listening, and that's. When Alex climbs on the chairs earlier that day to address people not to go in, nobody's listening to him. Mm -hmm. And the guy next to him, one of his security goes, do a chant, do a chant. And so he started doing USA, USA. Everybody starts chanting with him, and then he starts talking to him. And then he's telling people to leave, and then he walks off the chairs and goes up around to the front. Because we were supposed to – they actually had a little stage up at the front it's a very small stage, but on the front side of the Capitol where a rally was had a permit for. They had a permit for this rally. And he's walking around, and probably 1,500 to 2,000 people start following him. Maybe not that many. Maybe closer to 1,000. But there's a lot of people that follow him away from the back side of the Capitol. I guess it's the front side, depending on which way you're looking at it. The grassy side. There's a grassy side and then the concrete side, the concrete side. And that's where he goes around the next time. And that's where, and they asked the cops if they could use the PA system to tell people to leave. Can you imagine Alex Jones getting on the PA system? That would have been incredible. <laughs> and telling people to leave. And they're like, well, no, we can't do that. And just kind of acting all, you know, kind of acting like dick cops, essentially. Yeah. And then they go up to the steps to try to get people not to go in. And Owen does it, and he does a chant. But they're like, oh, you did a chant. So that, well, that's that how you was, get people's attention. That's retard. how they convicted him? That was their reasoning, is he did a chant? 
No, that was just part of the argument as to why he was. And, and I, I think most of the reason that, that they went after him was because, well, he was already in the system for one. And two. Um, right. Cause he got it. He got, they arrested. didn't like the fact that he kept. Yeah. They, they didn't like the fact that he kept talking about the election being stolen too. I think that was why they really. Yeah. That was in their sentencing document that he was, he kept, he didn't believe the election was, was, uh, legit. And they didn't like that. They don't like people. It's, you know, going it's against the narrative. kind of bizarre that you can get arrested for something you believe and not actions you took. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's welcome to America, man. That's Joe Biden's America. Yeah. Um, so, so, so as far as I know, he's still in, he's coming out, uh, like the early part of December. Okay. From what they've said. A couple weeks in. Yeah. Uh, so Gates. And then his release and date's been pushed up to 18th. MTG and Gates have not actually gone to visit him as far as you know? or, or, or done. I ha- not that I've seen. Yeah, I, I don't know if they've gone to the prison. I think, man, a lot of those. But I'm not on Twitter. So. They say a lot of the right things, but I think a lot of those uh, politicians, are they're, they're just all talk and it's all show. Like, I don't know if they actually. I don't know. I want well, to like. Marjorie you know, we'll give Gates credit for this. Yeah, Gates got rid of Speaker McCarthy. Got this new guy. Kind of got this new guy in who did release all the footage. Although it has not been capitalized on like it should have been. It's public. I thought you it know, was just released of, to Tucker. No, 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 no. See, it, originally it was released to Tucker. Now this. Johnson character gets in from Louisiana and he releases it all. And there's a website. You can just go start looking at it. Okay. So that's why I've been seeing more clips on Twitter. Cause I saw one where the, uh, the cops, uh, unhandcuff a protest. High five people. Fist bump. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh, that's insurrection. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to show people this. So what happened was, is they had all that footage originally, the January 6th committee, they hire a Hollywood guy to come in who piped in music, like in different spots, sped stuff up, slowed stuff down, like really, you know, altered it to make it seem way worse than what it was. And then they could run with that. It's worse than nine 11, you know, theme. It's an insurrection because the term insurrection does have some carry some weight if you get convicted of it. So, you know, but, but I don't think these people ever be held accountable. People that could get on TV and, and waste our money and lie. It's like, Oh, it's okay. They were, you know, elected officials at the time. They get to do that. You know, I'm like, Oh, well, if, if I did that, you know, I could get sued for billions of dollars, you know, but you know, this it's okay when the government does it. When the government lies to you, it's always okay. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, wow. You drinking on anything tonight? I had a, uh, I just had a Waterloo sparkling water. Oh, nice. I went on a, a weekend trip with my brother and sister. We hadn't done anything together in a long time and we went out to my sister's land on the colorado river and uh basically i drank hard for two days and i'm not drinking for a while so i'm not uh i'm not six i'm not six packing it today but i did open a can of waterloo peach waterloo sparkling water it's got natural it's naturally flavored which i think means it's got cancer-causing chemicals in it. Yeah. What's going on? I was... I don't even know what happened. I was looking for my beer that jingle, was Fauci, but it's gone. Wasn't it? 
Yeah, Fauci yeah. going, wow, and what's going on? Wow. What's going wow. on? That's from his interview with Alec Baldwin. Ah, uh, yeah. That guy really had a fall, didn't he? He got screwed. <laughs> I mean, he was a dick, but, you know, he probably was handed a loaded gun. Didn't they finish filming the movie? After he shot that lady? Oh, here I, it is. I think they stopped for a while. This is yeah, what I was looking for. Say, Our, Eric Baldwin. Cheers. I've been drinking beer. Beer, 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 beer. You're too cushy, John. There we go. Yeah. Did you ever uh, you, you ever look up the Paps, Paps Blue Ribbon theme, Midnight Madness? Okay. Look that one up on YouTube. That's a that's a quality a quality beer jingle. If I ever heard one, I remember it's heavenly almost when no no agenda would every time Dvorak would crack one open and be I've got Paps Blue Ribbon on my mind. Uh, yeah, they played mine one time, <laughs> but I added I, my problem was I added him opening the beer and taking a drink into the jingle and he was always doing it. And then it would like happen again. And I think they stopped playing it because that I should have done a version where he's not drinking. They played like, I don't know, six or seven of my jingles, but the only one that still gets any use is that a uh, noodle gun. Perhaps. Oh, that's yours. The noodle gun. I'm going to yeah, yeah. your racist piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Perhaps blue ribbon midnight. What? Midnight Madness. Madness. There it is. All right, let's check this out. Oh, they're about to get the clue. Look. A bunch of guys in Wait green second, shirts. I know that song anyway. I got Paps Blue Ribbon on my mind. It's a Paps Blue Ribbon piercer. The next clue must be at the Paps Brewery. Thanks, You know why I like Paps Blue Ribbon? Because if you're at a bar and you're balling on a budget, you can still get a beer for two dollars. Well, I don't know where you're getting beer from, but not in, certainly in Austin, Texas. <laughs> the <laughs> bars around here, you get a tall boy Paps for about two bucks. Wow! But That's most of the beers you're looking you're looking five six bucks for pretty much anything else on tap. Yeah, here it's five for a Lone Star if you're lucky. I don't think I've ever had a Lone Star. Oh, really? Oh, shit. It's the official beer of Texas. And it, I don't know. It's, well, I've never uh, been to Texas. If so. I had a choice between Bud Light, uh, Bud Light, Lone Star, and Coors Banquet, I would take the Coors Banquet. Coors Banquet is nice. I actually went to the Coors um, in Colorado. Golden Colorado. Golden Colorado. Yeah, the, yeah. the what's it? Golden Coors Factory. Colorado. That was pretty cool. It was like Willy Wonka for beer. They got those cans like shooting out across the room and landing on an assembly line just to make it look cool for the people looking. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, yeah, you know what? I forgot. I don't think I've talked to you since you hosted it. But the Freedom Awards, those were great. I liked the green carpet oh, and did, all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you were, you were a good you host. That it? was fun. 
Yes, yeah, Scott uh, yeah, well, Armstrong invited me out to that, but I just couldn't get off work and couldn't make it down there. But one of these days, I'll oh, I'll man, get out to Austin and see everybody. Go to work, man. Got to go to work, yeah. man. <laughs> I'm a wage slave, brother. That's what, it's, what it is. But yeah, yeah dude, that, it that looked fun. There was I knew a handful of guys out there, and it's like, oh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was super fucking hot in that <laughs> building. So that's and why I you think were they kind of did it on purpose. Yeah, I, I, literally, when I was off stage, I was in their walk-in freezer where they keep the beer. And there was always a guy in there, like, kind of, I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go in there and just chug a beer. And the, there's always a guy in there, like, adjust, you know, bringing out cans to the bar. <laughs> He's like, hey, how's it going? It's a pretty good show, huh? Like, the place is packed, and people were drinking. Like, that place made a shit ton of money, and I think they fucked us on the air conditioning because it took a while. Then all of a sudden, that when the second, I don't know if you watched the, if you watched the live stream, two people collapsed at one point. Uh, oh, uh, dude, I watched. The, I think uh, they both had too much to drink. I didn't watch it live, but I watched the posted version. I missed that. Okay, yeah, they might have edited those out because it wasn't long, but it was you know people like we stopped the show for a bit and made sure that this guy had air and the Peter McCullough jumped into action and started like <laughs> administering first aid. Did he really? It was, it was wild. That's great. oh hell yeah, man. Yeah. He was he was like right there. Oh, and this guy had been yeah. there. Yeah, and he showed up the next day actually at the Summerfest, and he's like, yeah. I think, you know, I took a long walk that day in the heat and it was hot as fuck. He did like a five mile walk and then he went to the thing and he's like, I forgot to eat before the show. And, you know, and it was hot though. It was fucking hot. And actually, this, after the second person passed out, I think that was a lady. I said, Hey, can, can we check the AC and see if it's working? And, and then I said, Can we also let everybody take our jackets off? So I took my jacket off for a little bit. Yeah, I do. Okay, I do remember that. That's why. I just did. I didn't get yeah. the uh, context because I don't think I, I saw on video anybody fall. Right. Well, it wasn't necessarily on video. I don't. I think because they were in the audience. There right. Right. Okay. Much of an audience shot going on there, but you know, and I think the guy. I think the guy who was posing. I said, yeah, yeah. I, I go. I would cut those out. I mean, it's if you watched it live, great. But I, I think the venue was was, and it was you know the comedy venue. They do all kind of stuff, but I think they just you know fucking communists, man. You know, we were joking around again, sir, and it went too far, <laughs> just like it always does. Someone always gets hurt. <laughs> I. It's pretty much how it went. And you got to hang out. But with it was a great. It was a great show. You got to hang out Go with ahead. my buddy Charlie Robinson. Love that guy. And yeah, the, Scott's yeah. here. In he Tennessee, actually came. But. Yeah, it's good. seeing Scott's always good. Uh, Charlie actually came. He's hosting some bitcoin festival somewhere he's gonna be the host he's like do you have any tips i'm like (laughs) (laughs) high energy bro (laughs) you gotta come out you gotta come out swinging and so before like after the national anthem they're supposed to play the this five minute video that they ended up playing later but i was like everybody was on their feet fucking singing i'm like there's no way we're gonna go to a five minute video on whatever you know, when all these people are on their fucking feet, I'm like, I grabbed the microphone. I said, we're going live. And so we had a, a I made, a, well, I didn't make Michael Graves do this. He offered great guy. He wrote um, place uh, cue cards for everything that was supposed to happen. So we had an order and it had a number in it. And I had, you know, the names of, of each award and who was presenting it and all that, you know, I had all, and I made him, I didn't make him do that, but I said, we need to do this because I'm like, where's the list of, you know, if, uh, when I go up, what am I supposed to, what do I do? You know, where's, 
and they like <laughs> they they printed out some list some cue list and it had like a microscopic writing on it. I'm like, dude, I can't even where it's going to be lights. There's going to be no, I said, I need giant. And I brought the cards. I'm like, here, we, here's the cards, <laughs> right? What's on them. And they were, yeah. they weren't white. They were actually pink, but that's why I'm holding cue cards the whole time. And literally at the end, everybody's looking at my cue cards going, what's that? You know, they just want to make sure everything was working right. And we did it <laughs> off the goddamn cue cards. Yeah. So have your cue cards. You know, and I actually wrote my monologue. I wrote, I outlined my monologue. I had it written on like six different cue cards all on the stage. That's, that's what you showed, Charlie, high, in, high energy, high intensity and cue cards. And cue cards, yeah. 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 That's, so that's, my that's good advice. I, I tell people that with uh, that are never done karaoke at a bar. I'm like, I just, people get up there and they're timid. It's like, it doesn't matter how bad you are at singing, how off time, how off key you are, whatever. If you don't know the words... As long as you're very confident and yeah, enthusiastic, you got to put yourself into it. Everybody's going to love you. Like you could sing, you yep. could actually sing perfectly and just be timid, and everybody's going to be like, "Boo!" <laughs> so it's all right. about it's all about uh, con- yeah, confidence and enthusiasm for sure when it comes to something like that. I mean, also just um, you know having <laughs> knowing what you're going to say and what you're going to do is when it comes to hosting. But yeah, I mean, if if you don't have that energy, that's the that's the key thing. Yeah, and I had to get, I had to go then write. So, if you look at the cue cards, you have Michael Gray's beautiful writing, like for each award, and then who's going to do it. And then I had, I wrote my little joke for each person as they were coming on. I'm like, you know, I want to say something nice. If I knew them, I, they were getting a joke. If I didn't know them, I was just saying something nice about them. And <laughs> Why I had is to this write guy that still on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I had to do that and everything was fine until we started the show. And then I'm like, they, it's like they turned off the air conditioner. I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, so I, I would never, if we were to do it again, I would recommend not going downtown one. Cause it's, it's shitty parking. It's a pain in the ass. It's a fucking leftist hell hole. There's no reason to go anywhere near downtown when there's so many well, other places you can yeah. do it. The Vulcan is you like know. legendary. I mean, I've never been there, but it's Kill Tony's main used to be Kill Tony's main venue till the mothership opened up. So that's right. You got yeah. some clout yeah, that comes think, with the Vulcan Gas Company. No, I mean, you know, they had a, a sound guy there and a video girl there, or the sound girl. Now she put it out in stereo, <coughs> and I think. Some of the, I think the two channels were out of phase of each other because people were bitching. I can't hear it. Things are going. And when you go listen to the recording, yeah, things would cancel out, which was crazy. And I'm like, who? Why? Why the fuck was this going? Like, does she ever put out anything live? Like, did she do that on purpose? You know, who fucks up the whole stream on purpose? Hmm. So we fixed it by down. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's. I just find it hard to believe that, you know, this is your first rodeo putting out something on video when you do Kill Tony and all these other things, and mm-hmm. ours just happens to be the audio's fucked up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a chip on my shoulder about all this shit. Yeah. So, uh, which, and, and these were things that weren't really under our control. We had no control over the AC. We didn't have control over the sound guy, cause, and it was a sound girl. It was the sound girl. And I imagine she's a fucking leftist douchebag, little cunt. And fucking said, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna put it out stereo so if fucking, you know, because they see it's like people in that those positions, like the sound guy, if you're not nice to the sound guy, he'll fuck your band up. He'll make you sound like shit. Yeah. You know, always. It's, I mean, even, even things as like fast food workers, if you're a bitch, 
Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're a bitch, but, it, but or an we asshole, weren't being bitches to them. No, no, you know? we were being right. nice to these people. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's just like that was like, oh, I can do this to them, and yeah, I I imagine that's what they do because these people don't have any morals and they don't have any scruples, and they just as soon fuck anybody over that doesn't believe the way they do. So I I don't trust them at all. I didn't say that. <laughs> what in the world is going on here? Well, yeah, dude, that was a great, uh, that was great. It's going to be an annual thing, right? Or is that just, was that a one-off or are you doing a second year? You know, I don't, I, I was not involved in the organizing. I had just agreed to host because they came up with it at my house. It was Scott and Frank and uh, Matt Baker and, we're all sitting around my pool and they're talking about it. And, and they're like, would you host it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll host it. I well, it was, it was fun. It. it was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it worked out. Yeah, was, Scott asked me uh, a little bit ago, cause there was something going on in Tennessee and he was like, can you show up and film this thing and, and live stream it? And I was like, I was like, I don't have any camera equipment or anything, but it's something for some event for RFK's uh, Children's Health Defense or something. I was like, man, I'd love to. Oh, okay. I uh, I don't have the time or the equipment to go out there <laughs> and do that. Yeah, well, you can always just use a phone too. That's the. I guess so. Yeah. It. But it just, yeah, I would have felt like a, I would have felt like a like a loser going in there and just using my phone to stream something for the children for RFK's like. Out of the defense. way, I'm yeah. the media guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Media guy here. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, don't God. touch my tripod <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah no 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 well don't want to sound like a dick or nothing but uh it says on your chart that you're fucked up uh you talk like a you fag talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded <laughs> i have a a slew of questions uh from last night's episode with john from fish tank and i'm just going to ask you the same questions uh before we oh, okay wrap up all right Rap, uh, rapid fire go okay okay um answer the question go actually the first one is thoughts on owen benjamin but for you i'm gonna ask uh because i was seen in the obdm twitch chat tonight is he hosting on infowars again are the rumors he true he did the fourth hour the other day and he did a thing about finding your inner jew which i thought was a really good he had a great talk about the whole jew palestine situation he's great I'm a big fan, but I thought he had had a fallout yeah. with. I thought he had had some kind of falling out with Infowars. So that's when they said he was yeah, back. You over. know, yeah. We try not to dwell on the past at Infowars. Yeah, lots of people have had falling outs for one reason or another, and you know, well, he's most people come back. <laughs> I was going to say Owen's. Uh, <laughs> Owen definitely. I don't. I don't think there's anybody he hasn't attacked. Really. Uh, yeah, you know, and I think he's also found his his inner peace about you know being up in the woods where he's at i think he's found what he's looking for and so that kind of changed his ways but you know i don't talk to him that much i was texting him for a while on things and then when you know everything kind of went weird and this was years ago i just you know stopped texting him but he's still doing it up there he's i think it's great he's living the dream man he's he's got uh yeah he's got a, he's got the the exact life that everybody if they don't want they should want just that kind of land and property. Yeah, and and uh, the key to all that is f having a woman that'll do that with you. Yeah, you know, if the woman don't want to do it, it ain't gonna happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. Here's another question. Do you yeah. still eat raw meat? 
and drink eggs, raw eggs. I, I never, I never ate raw. <laughs> That's I told you that. <laughs> this is just qu- the exact questions that I had from Chip for the last night. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like cooked meat. Uh, every once in a while, I'll schlonk an egg, but I'm not like a hardcore schlonker. Schlonker. I, I like have that. schlonked an egg in the past. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, that's like you know, gooning whatever that is. That's we're going to be getting you knee deep in some gash. Uh, yeah. Luckily, I know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. Okay. Um, what's worse, Jews or women? Now, this is a tricky one. Oh God! Wow. I know my answer, and it's not even a a (sighs) contest. What's worse? I don't know. Both will kill you if you look at them wrong. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> did Jews get more than half if you divorce them? <laughs> I think the, I think they win in the end because they're getting paid by both parties in the divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I try to, you know, I, I would say I like women – uh, can I can I like women more than Jews? I don't know. I definitely I like, hate women some of a lot my, more than some of, I don't hate Jews. I do hate yeah. women, but that's just me. Some of my fav- favorite women were Jewish women. So but back in college, I went yeah. to college with a lot of Jewish women. We this has been a common a theme of once. of conversation topic on the show is God's chosen people. The women in that group seem to be you can tell they're really God's chosen people because they have the best tits. And the biggest hits. Yeah. Well, Ben yeah. Shapiro's not, sister. Not always, but they're. Not oh, always. yeah. Oh, yeah. I have seen. I've seen those in the memes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Okay. Do you believe in Bigfoot or Dogman? Uh, what's Dogman? Dogman's like an asshole, demonic dog. Like we did a, a long. I, He's a bad Bigfoot. Yeah, but there's man. he's like a spotted in the, the from the woods of Tennessee to all over the place, usually around military bases, and um, it's definitely more demonic or interdimensional, I think, than Bigfoot. But a lot of hunters and stuff yeah. have seen him. I believe there could be a Bigfoot type person thing. Yeah. Yes. I like Midnight Mike's theory no that the Bigfoot is man. the muscle for the aliens, so the UFOs drop down Bigfoot and they rough up the people before the UFOs pick them up and probe. Uh, well, there'd be a lot more attacks if that if that was the case. I don't <laughs> think that's the case. Um. Okay. Now this was the this was the one that stumped John last night. Are you a tits man or an ass man? When I'm riding my bike, I'm an ass man because you usually can see the asses coming from a mile away uh man i'm both yeah but probably tits probably okay yes i thought i was the only one i thought i was Uh, the only one nowadays when when i'm when i'm riding though it's definitely it's definitely those spandex i I, people make me feel like i'm gay for being a tits man like it now now it's there's a stigma where if, if you're if you, if you don't like ass, then more than... No, that's that's trans tits, man. That's different. <laughs> that's different. Bullshit! 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 I, there's a sti- I just think there's a stigma to being a tits man nowadays that it's, um, it's all about the ass. And it started in the 90s, and now it's just taken over. 
It's like you like yeah, t- you like big because- tits. What are you a fucking fag? <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Yeah, when does this happen? I- well, you know, I because I, it used to be, oh, you're into ass. Oh, you you want to fuck dudes in the ass? I think it's, <laughs> that's for that. You know, then the 80s, that was the attitude. Well, yeah, and yoga pants. It wasn't just rap music. It was also yoga pants helped people become. Yeah, you know, we went from hammer pants to yoga pants. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I can't say that I, I well, sometimes I, Sometimes I look at those yoga pants. I'm like, oh, my God. How did they pour that fat, charred sludge into there? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes uh, you'll be standing in line at the grocery store and somebody in front of you will be like, oh, what a uh, – You do the double take like the <laughs> – or the ooga wolf. Yeah. So like no, the, I don't ever do that. But the <laughs> your heart doesn't beat out maybe of your the chest. Inner, and- maybe the inner <laughs> the inner ooga wolf. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's Jr. Fuck you. I'm eating. Um, fuck. Where's the rest of these? Uh, oh, if you had to, if you had to put one word on it, could be a proper noun or a general non-specific noun. Who or what controls the world? Ooh. Uh. I I would say demons. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good answer. Yeah, you say evil, but I would say demons. Demons are evil. Demons. Now, okay, maybe just based on that answer, now now I'm wondering: Do you think? uh, What's your take on the the literality? Is that a word? How how literal is? Do you take the book of revelations and like a second coming apocalypse, like the biblical Armageddon? Is that something you think is inevitable? Is it something you think is literal? I know there's, you know, 20 different denominations of Christianity that all have their own interpretation of it, but. Yeah. And I think, you know, lots of people thought it was happening at different times and, you know, it'll, it'll be what's going to get us is like a super volcano or a magnetic reversal of the poles and everything just wipes away. And then, you know, fucking mole rats start up again. Yeah. It seems like that's kind of, uh, like from tower of Babel to the biblical flood, there's always global resets Mm -hmm. and, uh, there's probably been a thousand of those and we're on the cusp of another one and then we'll just reset again. And uh, yeah, because you know, I mean, we're pretty close right. to Tower of Babel level technology, where it's unsustainable and playing God and genetic manipulation yeah. and all that shit. So yeah, I yeah, agree. we're gonna we're gonna dest- well, but I don't think we'll destroy ourselves. I don't think we have that ability. I think it, there's always like, you know, you know, some there's there's not a lot of people committing suicide, but there's people who commit suicide. But you think of the people that attempted suicide that stood at the edge of the building and were like, "Fuck, I can't jump. I can't do it." I just can't bring myself to jump. I think that's more pervasive than the people who jump. So say there's, yeah. you know, a thousand suicide attempts a year. I, I bet there's like 10,000 people that thought about it and stood at the edge of the building, but didn't do it, you know, for some reason or another. So this, I think human self-preservation instinct is pretty strong. Unless you live in Canada, then it's all about killing you off as quickly as possible. Yeah. The suicide pod just seems too weird. I've definitely had days that are, 
bad enough to where I definitely fantasize about how I would kill myself, but I've never actually, I've never crossed the threshold into actually planning it out. It's more of like, <laughs> it's like, oh, here's what I would do. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, you gotta I'm be having a real in front of this eighteen wheeler. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, that would be a fun one. But then you'd, you'd, I'd feel bad because that's that's not a victimless crime at that point. Now you're ruining yeah, that guy's ruining life, somebody else's day. Yeah, yeah. more than their day. <laughs> and, and, Tom, and then Thomas J. Henry appears and takes a million dollars out of the sky. I was, I thought you were gonna say Clarence appears and he shows you what a wonderful no. life you have. Was that his name, Clarence? No, Thomas Thomas J. Henry. He's the true god here in Austin. Oh. Yeah, he's the, he's the big lawyer firm. <laughs> Look up Thomas J. Henry commercials. It sounds like I'm imagining he's got, Thomas he's got the, the Tank best Engine. People. I'm imagining Thomas the, the Tank people. Engine. Now, he kind of looks, looks like he's definitely probably a lizard person. He's like these low-budget Better Call Saul lawyers. He looks like a character from Better Call Saul. At Thomas J. Henry, our results speak for themselves. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. And millions of dollars. For you, you, you. Yeah. Trucking accident, $35 million. Millions of dollars. I was hoping I'd be... Dude, Thomas J. Henry had a Super Bowl ad. Oh yeah, this guy's yeah, huge. He's, he's huge. He's like in Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston. He's got satellite offices everywhere. But I think he's from Austin. I think he's. Uh, but I have I have a friend who's been in two different accidents, uh, and he's used Thomas J. Henry in both of them. <laughs> Let's see what Thomas. Here's tonight a follow up now on accusations of dark money being used to sling mud in the race for Bear County Judge. On Monday, GOP yeah. candidate Trish DeBerry accused attorney Thomas J. Henry, along with advertisement placement agency the PM Group, of using dark money yeah. to produce false negative attack ads against her. In other words, secretly funding yeah, spots through it. anonymous donations. DeBerry also called out her opponent, Democrat Peter Sakai, for not condemning the attacks against her. Both the PM Group and Sakai denied her claims on Monday, claims she made without any evidence. Well, today it was Thomas J. Henry's turn to weigh in, standing on the steps once again of the Bear County Courthouse, this time surrounded by dozens of women, plus photos of female judges. <laughs> by the way, why not, dozens of women? <laughs> do, dozens of unfuckable women, too. Oh, like, God. It's trolls? Slagahors? Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, I don't know. I don't see an attractive woman in this whole bunch. Here. Again, of the Bear County Courthouse, this time surrounded by dozens of women, plus photos of female judges women. he does support, Henry categorically denied DeBerry's allegations. And I can tell you emphatically that the representations made by DeBerry, they're false, they're lies. I have not put a single penny into the Bear County race. Well, anyone who runs for office in Bear County must file campaign finance reports that include individual campaign contributions. You can find a link to view. I was hoping to see more of Thomas J. Henry talking, but. That was it? That was him actually talking? That was him at the. He's got kind of a weak voice, actually. Yeah. Wasn't mic'd very well either. A little soft, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could have been the news outlet. Flanked oh. with dozens. So he should, So they're trying to turn it into a I hate women issue. <laughs> That's it what it seems like. And he that. just. He's like, not yeah. only do I like women, but I like all these ugly fucking women too. Yeah, that, see that 
see, that's that's a dimtard, classic dimtard tactic. They're not going to answer the question. They're going to create a new controversy that you're trying, that they're saying you're doing, and then say that's not what we're doing, which I think is like called building a straw man. I think it's yeah, the opposite of yeah. a steel man. I'm eating. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna eat a Dorito. Or a Woodman. Yo, I'm gonna score me a bag of Dorito. Could be a Brickman. Oh, last night you ever had Zaps chips? Uh huh. Try Zaps. At the Randalls, I walked in. It was buy two get three free of Zaps. Now Zaps, I I've never heard of five bags of Zaps chips. Oh, Zaps are great. They're like my favorite flavor is Cajun Craw Tater. Is this something Cajun I can get here, or do I have to come to Texas for that? You know, I don't know. They are from Louisiana. It's a Louisiana company, but I'm imagine they'll make it up to your neck of the woods. Which are Yo, you I'm in Knoxville me or a Nashville? Bag of Doritos. I'm in uh, Knoxville. Knoxville, yeah. We got these chips. They're called. Um, man, what are those things? Not it's as good like, as zaps. <laughs> I don't know. What, I can't even. Rem- I don't know why I even brought them up because I can't remember the name. But I kept hearing people talk about them. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, they don't sell them anywhere. You, like you have to get them. Uh, they're really hard to get. Like they they sell them in prison. I think is what it was. That was the story somebody told me. That they they originally only sold them in prison, but prisoners got out and they were so popular that they started selling them other places. I wish I could I could probably find prison chips. Yeah, that's a whole racket. The whole commissary racket. You know. Um, so what I hear is, so I had a friend. Go into shebang, the whole shebang. That's the name of the chips. Oh, the whole shebang. Yeah. I finally said the commissary was a joke because, like, a thing of ramen was like two bucks. Yeah. And here you could, you used to be able to buy them 16 for a dollar back when I was in college. I was like, holy shit, this is meals for a week. And these things, they said, I would do tomato sauce on them, hot dogs, cut them up. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had, I haven't had the pleasure of, being in prison to try prison food, but I've heard it's definitely a ripoff. Well, but apparently you you get the we have to get the other food from your commissary because the regular food is bad. It sucks. You know, I learned this from another guy in prison. This was Cadillac Dave. Um, I met him. Uh, one of the first missions I went on was to go cover the a tent city in Sacramento for Jones, mm-hmm. and we fly up there, and we just missed probably Schwarzenegger by like. Four or five hours, Schwarzenegger showed up there. Yeah, we didn't get any. So, yeah, so he was, he was governor. Oh, okay, that's what I was asking. He was governor, he was governor at, the at the time. Yeah, okay. it's a long time ago. But uh, we met a lot of homeless, and I shot out. I have this tons of homeless footage that has never seen the light of day. Like we sat in a tent with a guy at night while the wind's all blowing around, and he's and we got the lights on him, and he's explaining how you take a shit when you're homeless. And, <laughs> I am all uh, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> And uh, but then this guy Cadillac Dave, he had hooked up power to the giant radio tower that was there. He had like hooked it up, and like the electrician came out and left, let him have the power. So he had a a, a wheelchair that he would charge up and ride around in. But he also had a hot pot, and he made he made a coffee, hot chocolate for us. That the that's what you call a Cadillac. You mix half coffee, half hot chocolate. You got a Cadillac. <laughs> So that was Cadillac Dave, and so he made us Cadillacs. Uh, we smoked a joint with a the guy. There was it was there was a sad situation where there was this dude, and the girl you could tell the girl was like Down syndrome, but she was like Asian Down syndrome, 
and she was with him and you're like, I don't know this. There's something odd about this. This guy doesn't seem like he's down syndrome. You know, it seems like he's kind of taking advantage of this girl, but she seemed happy, you know, and they were together. And I think she needed a person obviously to, you know, but they explain how they can't ever make enough money to get deposit first month, last month's rent, you know, to ever move into a hotel. So they just go live out by the American river in Sacramento. Like, That's um, the gist of it. Living in a van down by the river. Yeah. Yeah. And Cadillac Dave had a camper down by the river till it, you know, broke down and then he moved into, he had a, he had the best setup cause he had, he had electricity. He would charge people's phones. Um, but yeah, it just sprung up. There's probably, you know, 60 people living in this field right near the homeless shelter. So they go to the homeless shelter and take showers and get some food and then go back to their tent cities and do drugs and whatever else. But it didn't seem like it wasn't like hardcore, like what what's going on now with the fentanyl. This was like tame G rated. This was like a Disney production of homelessness. Everybody was nice. And uh, we did get some footage of a guy kind of, he was definitely like a little freaked out about everything, but that was like the scariest it got, you know, wait, the homeless guy was freaked out. He was just telling us about his problems, all the mm. issues he had, which led to him being homeless. We have cool homeless people, people around here. Like, there's this guy, Joel, and he just lives in an old abandoned house, and he comes around to the gas stations and tells people that the gravel rocks in his hands and his pockets are diamonds, and he tries to buy things Ooh. with them. Yeah. He says, that's like, I, like I got that. so many diamonds. And he's like, look at these. Like, this is this will buy me this will buy me a new car right here. And it's just a piece of gravel. <laughs> and then I'll, and one time I sat down next to him. And he started talking like he, he can hold a conversation, but he's never not talking. So once he starts talking to you and he's talking and you're listening and you ask him a question, he answers it. But once you walk away, that that conversation just continues on. And he's on a 24 <laughs> seven, just just talking, just like he's never not talking either to himself or to the people around him or to the demons in his head. I don't know, but he's the nicest guy. In so the world. that was a guy. Yeah, that was a guy who probably was in a, a shelter or something at some point or a uh, insane asylum, and then they let him out. How is he yeah. older? Yeah, uh, he yeah probably he's probably about fifty. I'd say. Yeah. he's probably oh, about fifty. Okay, Jeez. which I don't know. That's it's like twenty years older than me. Twenty one, twenty one years yeah. old. Um, well, shoot, man. Anything else we need to cover before we get out of here? I mean, I am just so sick of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, he might be trying to run for Senate. Jones had the scoop on that. And he's, they're going to try to run him for that open Senate seat. I remember when Alex was had me convinced in that one of the end of those documentaries, like Road to Terror or something, like the last ending of it was how they're going to amend the Constitution. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be president. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, they, I think they thought about that. But that could still know, happen, maybe. Jones. <laughs> Jones is convinced if he puts out a, narr a counter narrative that enough people think about it and talk about it, that it kind of dispels whatever they're trying to do. You know, it's like, I wouldn't say it's black magic, but it's like the power of words. Oh, you're you saying know, if he kind of like that, um, the, the NS or not the, the TSA leak yeah. or source that he had that they were going to implement masks like nationwide again by mid October. And then, because yeah. of everybody becoming and, aware of it, and then they tried it a little bit, shut and it shut it down. So it's like a yeah, exactly. People are like, "Oh no, spell. we know what you're doing. You're about to start this." Yeah, yeah exactly. I think yeah. yeah. If you listen to Mo Fax, he's always talking about spellcasting. Yes, and uh, I need to get him back on. I love that yeah. guy. 
Yeah, he's good. That's good. He, I, I want to see him in person because I imagine what he looks like, but I've never seen him in person. He's been on Hotep Jesus, and he's yeah. I don't think he even when he's on a video show, he only does audio. But uh, so you got to actually yeah. meet him in person. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But yeah, he's great. Mo's uh, in Virginia. They're about to end that show, I guess, once they hit episode 100. Yeah. Yep, he's doing other things. He's being an entrepreneur. That's good for him. No, I got nothing else, bro. It's all good in the hood. Um, About to go enjoy some Thanksgiving and... Fuck yeah. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, by the uh, way. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving Eve. And my kid, my kids are the two little kids are playing chess now. So we're we're teaching them chess slowly oh. and surely. Is that inspired yeah. by? Andrew and they brought Tate? up to me. No, no, they're, they're like, show us how to play chess. I'm like, okay, let's start. Play. So Andrew and Tate made kind chess kind of uncool, right? Don't you think? Well, no, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think chess has always been uncool. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think he could have done. He, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't so. think he could have done anything to make it cool. <laughs> I mean, the coolest chess story was the guy cheating with anal beads, or was that poker? No, I think it was chess. Yeah, they said the guy had anal beads that were being remoted. Say they're giving him moves. That's but, um, incredible. I can, where can I find that story? Oh, look anal it up. Bead anal beads chess. Yeah, see if that it was either that or poker. But I think it's. I think it was chess. It's like the, you're it talking about those beat somebody. I you know I don't chess know what champ kind gets of butt inspected and yeah. sex toy cheating claims. Yeah, well, there you go. That's a better headline than I came up with. <laughs> Check <laughs> That's a good headline. <laughs> the headline starts as New York Post. Uh, yeah. The check, the the articles. What? Come on now. Oh, my ad blocker won't let me read the article. Like, please yeah. disable your ad blocker. <laughs> anyway, the first the first uh, line of the article is check, comma, mate. Check, mate. <laughs> Chess Grandmaster Hans Niemann was seen having his rear end inspected as he arrived to compete at the U.S. Chess Championships in St. Louis on Tuesday. Sir, we got to check your asshole. An official at the event <laughs> repeatedly waved the medal. over, <laughs> sir. Let me check your asshole. Sir, I just need to check inside your asshole. <laughs> You're, I'm a big boy. Yes, sir. You a big boy. I took a big boy poop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> an official... At the event, repeatedly waved a medical, medi- metal, not medical, a metal detector over the 19-year-old's butt, following wild claims that he had he that the prodigy recently cheated with the wireless vibrating anal beads that he inserted into his rectum. Which that's got a link. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think that's where you end the the interview right there. That's you can't top what we just talked about, dude. You blew my mind. I just didn't. I didn't had no idea. This guy looks like um, I'm full. Of- this guy looks like uh, what the, Sam Bankman freed a little bit. Oh, they all do. <laughs> all right, I'm being summoned downstairs. Yeah, uh, well, wait, so real quick. Good uh, talking what, with your brother. Yes, real yeah. quick. What can we? Um, where, where can people find you? Anything else you got going on? What else? Uh, anything you want me to link or tell the people about? Uh, throw a Grunion, latest Grunion's episode in there so people can stay up to date. And uh, that's about it. I have nothing like other than, you know, fighting the tyranny and making fentanyl videos. <laughs> okay. Is that videos you make, the <laughs> you take fentanyl and then make videos, I'm assuming? No, no. Fentanyl the dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... Fentanyl the communist dragon. That's uh, that's fentanyl, folks. That's, yeah. 
Alex Alex does the voice and shoots the video on the messenger thing and then sends me the the <laughs> video and then I take it and edit it into what you see on on uh Infowars. Well, hell yeah. We're always talking, are we going to are we going to shoot some fentanyl today? Are we going to do some fentanyl? <laughs> shoot some. When's uh, that fentanyl done? <laughs> That's the kind of shit that goes on at the office. Nice. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, obviously, Grunions at Dues News on Ogenus Social. Uh, Dues News on yeah. Band Up Video. And uh, yeah, love you, brother. You take. I had no idea we we're taking that that trip down memory lane. Oh yeah. Well, with, with I just kind of brought you along. Boy PD. <laughs> I, brought, I brought you along <laughs> for the ride. I was on the last couple of days. I was watching this. Uh, thank you for your well, courage, sir. Fun. God yes, bless. Sir. Have Happy a good Thanksgiving. One. Yep. Same to you. Thank you for your courage. Hey, welcome back to Suck This, the Subliminal Underground promo show. And I've got a big surprise for you. Three months ago, we were able to sneak a hidden camera into South by Southwest headquarters to see what really goes on behind closed doors. Do we have the stream? Excellent. All right, let's get this over with. We have five more tapes to go. Oh. I've got a massage appointment at 20. Okay. Next one, documentary. Oh. Truckers and hookers. Hmm. Travel down the highway of blah, blah, blah. Truckers and hookers, blah, 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 blah. Soundtrack by Dale Watson. Who's Dale Watson? I've never heard of him. Let's toss it. Directed by Peter Grant. Anybody know him? Peter Grant. Is he related to Lou Grant, Eddie Grant, Hugh Grant, or Cary Grant? <sighs> Amy Grant? Doesn't say. No? Nice, yeah. let's get ready. Okay. What's next? Futuristic comedy. <laughs> Jet Blast. Oh, yeah, my brother's cousin's friend told me about that. It's got these airplanes, and they crash into each other, and they blow up, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. We can't have that in our festival. Oh. Oh. Toss it. All oh. right. What else we got? Okay, here's one. Yakety Yak. The history of yak herding in Mongolia. A three-hour glimpse into the trials and tribulations of expert Mongolian yakers. Yeah, now that's my brother's cousin's friend's piece. Uh -huh. And he's from the Bay Area. Cool. And uh, I hear it's excellent. Wow. Everyone's cool from the Bay Area. Yeah, we sell a lot of badges in the Bay Area. What's that? Uh, that's my cousin's brother's friend. What's he doing under the table? Increasing his chances of getting in. Well... I'd say we don't let all that hard work go to waste. I'd say he's in. I, I, I can't believe it's only three hours long. Wow. Wow, I vote yes. And it sounds breathtaking, but we'll have to throw out two other documentaries to make room for this one. Who would like to do the honor? Me, me, me! Okay. Let's see what we can pull out of here. Uh... These were marked as being in so far. Let's see. Full of shit. The history of colonics. I don't think so. Put that back in the bin right now. 
That is the husband of my best friend's UPS guy. And, oh, wow. and he goes to my gym. Oh, okay, sorry. All right, let's see. Let's get some other. Let's see what's this one. Uh, let's see. Real witches. Huh? Get it. And uh, let's see. What's this? Uh, gifting it. Burning Man and the Gift Economy. Sounds sounds fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, let's see. We need to draft a letter to these people. They thought they were in. Okay, let's see. Sorry, guys. There were so many great films out there this year. It was really a tough decision. You know, unfortunately, you were not selected. Better luck next year. That sound good? Yeah. Excellent. All right, three more tapes. There's only two spots left. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah! Sound of independent filmmaking. Wow, looks like the acts are in, huh? Alright, let's wrap this up. Let's put it on the table. Do we need any mic though? We're ready to rock. Big thanks to Doctora coming up from SA. The rest of the night is Austin, so uh, be prepared.
you are in the street in the dark.
God. Well, dummies, you just wasted another amount of your non-precious time listening to abs in a six-pack. When are you going to stop? You know, there's very few of you. If, you, if this is like a hands-on-a-hard-body thing of trying to figure out who will be the last person to actually listen to this show, it's a lose-lose proposition. By the way, he asked me to do this. The head moron who makes the show. <laughs> The secret is, I think he's the biggest moron of all. It would indicate that you're a bigger moron for listening to his show. However, I think somehow that's not true. He actually is a bigger moron than the rest of you. Anyway, go outside. Read a book. Ride a bike. Take a walk. Go walk a dog. Go kiss somebody. Whatever there is, I can think of one million things to do better than listen to this dumb, crummy show. Abs and a six-pack. Well, I bet for most of you, you're half right. <laughs> this is Master Shake. Do something with your lives.